1: I'll roll into
0: one I'm a bitch, I'm a lover I'm a child, I'm a mother I'm a sinner, I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your help, I'm your dream I'm nothing in between You know you wouldn't want it any other way Hey, I'm back! It's the Producer Michelle Podcast! Yeah! woo woo, woo, woo. What, what, what? Justin is here with me. Hi, Justin. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> How are you doing today?
1: I am fantastic. I am excited for uh, Thanksgiving, even though I don't know if you heard on the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are recording this on the day before Thanksgiving, but Handel mentioned it no short of 77 times that uh, we will be working. You excluded, obviously. <laughs> yes. And he will be not. There will was, not be.
0: Yes, he will not be working because yeah. he doesn't work on Jewish holidays, Christian holidays, or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which I find ironic because he should be the one working Christmas because yes. he's the one who doesn't believe in Christmas. It's just my opinion, but he's handled, so he gets to take the time off and he's earned it. Yeah. I'll give it to him. Get some. I almost had to work the day after Thanksgiving. It what just,
1: happened?
0: Just because you know people are on vacation or taking time off and do Rebecca's me, gone.
1: Do you need me to talk to somebody? Do they no. not know who Michelle Cube is?
0: They know who I am. All right, good. But sometimes I have to work on a holiday. Oh, you have to remind
1: them. Oh, sometimes you have to work. No,
0: sometimes I have to work on a holiday. I'm not, you know, too good to work on a holiday. I've just been doing it a long time. Like, there became a time over the years where I went, I've worked every Thanksgiving and every day after Thanksgiving for X amount of years. It's about time I get to take the time off. Yeah. But now that Rebecca is gone, Rebecca, for those of you who don't know, was my co producer for a very long time. Um, She is moving to North Carolina. That bitch. Now we could say it,
1: right? We could just say everything we really feel about her. So,
0: and I miss her very much. But uh, yeah, so now it's going to be harder for me to take time off because it's not always easy to get someone who could. Not that Handel's difficult to work with. I what? don't want to say that. No! There, it's, it's hard sometimes to find somebody who can do the things that Handel needs them to do during the show and. and especially uh, where. Without freaking thing. out. Let's put it that way.
1: Anybody who listens to the show, especially if you tune into the six o'clock hour, you could hear him do two minutes on how come Bender is not sitting in the spot where he should yes. be sitting. Now, again, that's not saying Handel is difficult. What that is, is that is saying here is an example, a very small microcosm of what it is his personality so what Rebecca provided is you could slide out go out to Vegas have some yeah. fun times right mm-hmm. and everything would kind of smoothly work itself out exactly yeah
0: it, so it, it, but it takes a long time to find that person who can who can be me when I'm gone and handle is comfortable with and it took time I mean Sharon used to do it when she worked for me and then uh, Rebecca did it but now I'm without that person now and I need to find someone fast because the magic mic is Thing oh, is coming up in March, oh, and I'm taking the Friday night yeah, off Friday off after the uh, inaugural night oh, of Magic oh, Mike Live. Oh. oh, there's gonna be so many banana hammocks in your face! Mm. Oh, yeah. So I need to find. I Listening abs. <laughs> I need to make, pleasure trails the pubes <laughs> galore to make sure I find somebody who can handle handle for the Friday that I'm gonna be gone uh for that magic mic thing i'll handle him yeah i'm not missing it
1: i could i could throw down with handle <laughs> What could possibly go wrong
0: so yeah it is thanksgiving we're looking uh right at right thanksgiving right down the throat of the turkey right <clears throat> now
1: pretty sure that's not a
0: phrase i don't even know i i i'm worried right now because i sent my husband to go pick up the turkey
1: i'm sorry what now
0: okay <laughs> and i felt really bad about this yesterday uh, for the last couple of years, we haven't made our own turkey. We've had the turkey made, and then we just heat it up just because it's easier, and then we do all the sides and stuff.
1: I, I know. i sorry. The turkey's not I'm, that
0: hard to make. It I really isn't no. that hard.
1: You are you like slice garlic and make your own You don't yeah. even call it uh, spaghetti sauce. You call it gravy. Right.
0: Well, it's gravy if it's got meat in it, and yes. it's red sauce if it doesn't have meat in it. I either. rest my case. Crush so, it! Yeah,
1: that's Guy that Yeah, Guy my. I f- said, do you use a garlic it. press? He goes,
0: that's it. it. No, pardon, no, no. Pardon me? No. Guy Adami, who is on a wake up call every uh, Tuesday and Thursday for the Business Buzz, he's a fellow, well, New Jerseyan. Pardon me? New Yorker. There pa- is. Pardon me? You there? You still got gotcha? you? <laughs> no. Yeah, here's he has the thing. this thing about the garlic. And as every good Italian knows, you have to do the garlic exactly like they do it in Goodfellas when they slice it with a razor blade.
1: So, but here's what I'm saying. You just said yes. you have the turkey made. Yeah. And then you would just heat it up. So what you're saying is it would be a, cur- a turkey that is cooked elsewhere yes. and-, and maybe arrives at above room temperature and you just kind of rewarm it? No, like I'll Or it's pick, we'll a pick raw it turkey no. filled with stuffing?
0: It's a turkey that's fully cooked, like rotisserie style, by the little tiny gourmet uh, grocery store up the, house, up the street from our house. Okay. And then they give it to you. Like, we go get it today. And then tomorrow we put it in the oven and we heat it up. And, and that's then, what he's
1: doing. He's fetching that turkey, or he's go, he's you going, going full-blown raw? No,
0: he's going to get that turkey, the cooked turkey, uh-huh. that we'll, we will reheat for tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow afternoon, whenever we eat. And not that I can't trust my husband to go do things, but he gets very frustrated very easily. And I told him last night, I said, you have to go pick – could you please do me a favor? And he hates when I say, do me a favor. So I have to thing because because he, he says the way I say it sometimes. I'm like, do me a favor. Don't do that. Do me a favor. Stop messing with the groceries. So he doesn't like the phrase. Do me a favor. I, I need is to it find because another it way comes to say with
1: it. a negative thing or is it because here's what yeah. I get angry at yes. when you are asking a question, but meaning a statement like you're passive aggressively telling I him you need think, him to do something. Yes, I
0: think that's what he,
1: that you are wrong. And he is right.
0: that That is true. I will admit to this. So I asked him if he could go and pick up the turkey today. I said, you have to go pick it up at 11. Just go and give them our name and my phone number, my cell phone number, and they'll have the turkey and the gravy, the turkey gravy, not the Italian gravy, and the cranberry sauce. And that's all there is because we do all of our own sides. So we need you to go pick it up at 11. He said, okay. And I said, so you have to go up to the little grocery store over at Howie's and you have to go to the butcher counter and you're going to have to take a number. He's like, take a number? (laughs) My husband doesn't have a lot of patience for working, like, for a regular busy grocery store now that he's worked at Costco, which is, like, crazy busy. So I said, you, you, "I told him, like, four times yesterday. So he's not upset it, at
1: the uh, instruction. He's no, upset the fact that take at, a number implies there will be waiting involved. He, no,
0: he's upset at both. <laughs> Got it. One, he's upset because he thinks that I need to tell him four times to do something because apparently I'm under the impression that when he tells me to do something, he doesn't. To which Uh-oh. I bring up the story of the plant that died out on the patio. Oh, don't talk about the dead plant. Not that on the podcast. I told him oh. to take off the patio several months ago, and he said, yeah, I'll do it. And oh. he never did, and then I threw it away, and then he got upset because I threw it away because he said it wasn't dead, but it was really dead.
1: It was hibernating?
0: It was a mandevilla. Like it was a beautiful plant when it was alive.
1: So if I know plants, I know what a mandevilla is? Yeah. Okay, because I thought questions. you just curse out your husband in Italian.
0: No. And so so I don't know where I get this impression that he might not do some things that I ask him to do when I say, hey, could you take the trash out? And it's still there four days later.
1: Anybody else pick it up on this passive aggression <laughs> on this podcast?
0: Anyway, he said he would go pick up the turkey, so I appreciate that. Because we're going up to my mom's. We're going to be spending time at my mom's new place. So it'll be first holidays in my mom's new place, which is really cool. Um, and it'll be me and my husband and my brother and my sister in law and my mom, just a little bit, couple of us.
1: So you don't have the family tension. You don't have the awkwardness.
0: No, there'll be tension if because if I go to no the
1: oh the uh-oh. rule the
0: rule tomorrow is going to be, and my mother doesn't know this yet that there's no Fox News allowed. <laughs> That's a thing. My, my mom has this con. My mom used to be a Democrat, and then I don't know. At, w- at what point she switched, but at some point she switched, which is fine. I mean, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a little more on the conservative side than anything you else. You get older, probably. you get
1: money, yeah, and am like, um, uh, you don't want to give it away.
0: Maybe. Exactly. That's probably very true. But she has this constant need to have Fox News on in the background. And as much as I've told her, listen, they're just like everybody else. They're like CNN. You can't believe half of what CNN says. You can't believe half of what Fox News says because it's biased one way or another. But no, of course, they're not biased. They tell the truth all the time. So, but it's a constant thing. And when, when she went to visit, we all went to visit my sister back in New York. I actually told my sister, you should like ban the channel from here so that she can't find it.
1: <laughs> have it blocked
0: yeah i block it at my house when she comes to bed she's what? like where's fox news i'm like oh it's not there <laughs>
1: how ironic that you have a parental control for your parents
0: <laughs> exactly that's
1: so great
0: so the rule will be that you know if you want to put football on that's fine football is perfectly appropriate for uh thanksgiving a political there's no there should be no political discussion at thanksgiving because it just ends up in somebody getting mad
1: who's on the opposite end of the spectrum of uh, your mom my Everyone? mother and my
0: husband Oh. And not that my husband necessarily disagrees with He's a hippie her. liberal? No, he's not a hippie liberal. With his log
1: hair it is No.
0: But what he <laughs> is, is he's he's a guy who reads past the headline. My mom has a tendency to just read the headline and believe the headline and just kind of repeat the headline. And my husband looks into stuff and can point out things that are inconsistent or that the headline might be slightly misleading. And she doesn't like that. <laughs> And then Timothy, and, don't you
1: understand that I am right in my house?
0: Yeah, and then you know it's a, anyway. It's it all ends up in good fun. They've never gotten a big, huge argument, but it ends up in very spirited discussions. And sometimes you just don't want to deal with that yes. on the holiday, especially coming off eat. of this
1: political climate. Yeah, you, you just, just, just want
0: to eat and watch football and and just lay around and not really talk to people. <laughs>
1: Three games, I think, this, day, to, uh, this yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, th- I think there's I'm at it least out two,
0: if not three, that are on. So it should be pretty good Thanksgiving. And what happens on Thanksgiving and every other holiday, and this has happened for as long as I can remember since I've been an adult, is there's always been something that has come up. And I'm going to blame my husband for this because I think he's – brought it up most of the time
1: tim taking a lot of hits on this podcast
0: because my husband knows a lot of things about me that my mom or my parents didn't necessarily know like i would you know say hey you know when i was a kid i would do this and my parents didn't know okay here's the background to this
1: yeah you can't just leave that
0: i am the youngest child in the family i have a brother who is the oldest i have a sister who is the middle child and there's me my brother and i both look exactly like my mother Okay, so we all, you could tell looking at us from across the room, we're family. My sister is the German side of the family. Blonde hair, blue eye, very pretty, my sister. And, uh, and so she's the odd man out. <laughs> and what happened growing up was when my brother was born, first child, parents overprotective, can't, you know, can't do this or would let him do whatever he wanted, not knowing whether or not he was supposed to do it. Middle child comes a couple of years later. So everything that they did wrong with the first child, yep. the middle child gets the cutoff. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. Okay? So then she became rebellious and angry. <laughs> and then the third child comes and by that time they don't care. <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> You're not nothing's gonna happen to you, just do whatever you want. And if besides I were that, invisible. <laughs> And besides that, I was always a kid who sort of let my parents know whatever I was doing. So if I was at a friend's house and I would go to another friend's house, I'd call my mom and say, hey, we're going over to so-and-so's. She always knew like where I was because I knew that if I did that, then the air of suspicion would be off me and I could get away with a lot more stuff. So I did, I probably did a lot worse stuff than my sister ever did, but my sister always got caught (laughs) and I never did. And so my parents didn't find out about a lot of the stuff I did Until adult, until adulthood, until these holiday gatherings where my sister would make a comment saying, well, you got away with everything. And I'll go, yeah, remember that time when I told you I was here and I was really at this party and so and so. So I would. So all these stories have come out. My mom's like, I had no idea. I didn't know you did that. I didn't know. I thought you were at Tina's house. I thought you were spending the night there. I was like, well, we were. But then we went to this college party. (laughs) <laughs> then
1: we stumbled upon a bag of heroin, exactly. and the rest is history.
0: So, and my husband knows a lot of those stories. So sometimes he'll fan the flame at a, at a holiday gathering and just say, "Well, when you heard this, you did that, didn't you?" And I'll be like, mm, I "Don't just bring that up." <laughs> and then we get it an, you know, anyway. It's, Can it's I know the fun. last
1: one, or is it so? Is it so dark? No, is I mean, it so seedy?
0: There's nothing really that dark. I mean, it wasn't that bad so it's of a kid. so
1: it's like john hughes movie it's like oh we're sneaking out we're ditching detention yeah. and making a ruckus we're gonna try and
0: buy exactly. cigarettes
1: underage and usual stuff
0: i was probably the kid or
1: we're going over to a boy's house you and a well, girlfriend would go that over was to probably a boy's. more of it
0: but that, but because I, I was definitely the child who had sex earlier than anybody else as
1: far as overall like you didn't literally beat your brother and sister you know what I'm saying? No, what like in a foot race to have oh, no, sex, no. you didn't win. But as far as if you were to look at a timeline you in your to, own life. No,
0: if you were to look at the ages that we yes, each first yes. had sex, I was definitely the youngest by far by several years. Yeah. And But you might you wouldn't have known it. My mom probably didn't <laughs> didn't think twice. I was like, listen, you made me really mad when we moved from New York to here. That's what you get. You get a kid who you think is real good. And did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah,
1: but you're a great person trouble. now. I mean, I know I sound like a colossal kiss-ass, but you're a great person now. You grew up fine. You got I a did. nice marriage.
0: That's what I tried to tell my
1: mom. Yeah, what's their... Like, so this is... But this, to me, still sounds like far, part of the... Like, when my in-laws come mm-hmm. to town... And, and it's Thanksgiving, there's just awkward tension constantly.
0: It's not that. Because in my, my mother-in-law
1: house. is chasing my wife around like she's one of our kids, mm-hmm. constantly seeking the attention of my wife. My wife is trying to either do what she wants to do and or interact with the kids. And then there's lots of passive aggressive uh, comments there's, towards me. Yeah. There's, there's none no, of that.
0: There's none of that.
1: My My it's father-in-law loves him some CNN, though. That's what, when you were telling that story, it is on a loop. And as we all know, it's if you...
0: Constant. Most
1: people don't know this, but CNN does play on a loop about every 30 minutes. They oh, just yeah. play the same thing it's again. the
0: same thing over and over and but
1: over he, And he just watches it all day. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't.
0: Yeah, no, and neither could I. And that's what I'd like a break from, like, for the holidays. And, and like I said, it's all in good fun. Although this is the entire reason that my sister had four children and not three, because she didn't want to have a middle child. Because she was the middle child. She has
1: two middle children.
0: That's what I said. Yeah. I go, you basically have two middle children. She my, goes, "No, I don't have a middle child. I my, have four children. They're all equal."
1: Yeah, my <laughs> wife has the That's same sure. dumb logic where we had to either have two or we had to go four because right. she didn't. She didn't like that there would be an odd person out. Right. Like, how does that even make a difference? Yeah, it
0: makes no sense. Like, you just have two middle children. Yeah. <laughs> like she, it or we not.
1: also the only reason my younger son Jack is alive is because uh, Jacob needed to have a friend for when we die. That's the honest to goodness reason. <laughs> Why my second son is alive. Seriously? Absolutely. That is hilarious. When my, when Jacob was 18 months old, I had a rough day with him and she worked full time. I was doing stand up still. And so I said, listen, I can't, I can't do this again. Like, I think this is it for me. Let's just dump all of our love, all of our money into this one person. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's help reduce the population of the planet. There's two of us only leaving behind one. And then she, she, she starts, goes, I'm pregnant. No, close. <laughs> She started crying. She started crying, which is my kryptonite. And I look at her. I go, "Why? Why are you crying?" And she goes,
0: "Well, I just I want him to have
1: a buddy for when we die. I don't (laughs) want him to be by himself when we die. Don't aw? That's That's, crazy.
0: (laughs) It's sort of sweet.
1: No, it's not. It's stupid, (laughs) insane, is what it is." He, like, he's never either A, going to find a, a partner or a spouse, whatever you want right. to call it, or he's not going to have any friends. Like,
0: <laughs> He'll be also. Totally one, alone in the world when his parents leave it.
1: And I would argue that if he was already going to be a shut in, which is the only way he would spend the remainder of his days <laughs> alone, then his brothers are going to want to hang out with him either. <laughs> that, that More than likely, his brother's going to be the yang to his yen <laughs> and be out partying and doing keg stands when he's in his teens and developing charisma and a personality <laughs> and not going to want to hang out with his hermit of a brother that's a good point right Uh, but no you ended up with two and they're both great
0: and they're both good kids they're really good kids i have to say they're very very i wish i could i wish i could compare i only have dogs Mm-hmm. So I can't compare. Please
1: no. Let's play that game. <laughs> let's please compare. You have three dogs. Which do? do which the middle one is it? Uh, there's the younger one ignored. Princess
0: is the youngest.
1: Yeah, but Princess is literally the princess in your house.
0: Puffy's mm-hmm. the oldest. Yeah, and then Roxy is the middle child, and she does act like the middle child. <laughs> I have to admit. And that's the
1: thing. I think the middle kid, in in my knowledge, is kind of the one that more likely to get ignored.
0: Is yes, that, like, and, and I wouldn't say that we ignore Roxy, but Buffy needs a lot more attention yes. and care, and Princess needs a, a lot of attention because of the attention that Buffy gets. Like, yeah. she's not; she demands the attention. Roxy will just sit there and wait for us to notice her. That's so like a middle <laughs> it is, kid. It's very, very true. Like, oh, like, I love <laughs> this!
1: God, oh, I almost broke the chair. I love this game. <laughs> what else? Because uh, they all have different personalities, right? They all right? have
0: very different personalities. Um, They all, um, yeah, they all have really. Can they really all eat
1: the same food?
0: They mm. all eat the same dry food now, but no, Buffy, you know Buffy. Yeah. She just I never know what she'll eat. This morning she wouldn't eat anything. I, and I said, you're going to have to wait till I get home so I can figure out what you want to eat. Because she could, I gave her like three or four different choices this morning of things that she's been eating lately, and she turned her nose up at every one of them. But then she acted like she was still hungry. It's, <laughs> was like,
1: yeah, see, it's the same thing.
0: Roxy will eat anything. So you just put anything in front of Roxy, she'll eat Because
1: she's the middle kid. She's
0: the middle kid. She
1: knows that nobody's going to care.
0: <laughs> she's like, I got to get it when I can get it. <laughs> and if I can get it from somebody else, I will.
1: But she's also the most even keel emotionally, right? Like She's, she's- the
0: most even keel emotionally. Princess has the highs and lows, and Buffy has the highs and lows, too. <laughs> And here's a funny story about what happened the other night. So up in the way it works in our bedroom, so we have a king-size bed. And on my side of the bed, there's Princess's crate. And she sleeps in her crate. It's got blankets in it. It's got a bed in it. I have to block it off on the side so she can't see anybody else coming. Otherwise, she gets really upset. And Buffy sleeps on my husband's side of the bed uh, over in the corner where her bed is. And then we have a little... Gate to try to keep her confined at night so she's not wandering around all night and just hear that.
1: Yeah, the rustling. Yeah, the
0: rustling. And then Roxy. <laughs> Roxy's our Harry Potter. She sleeps in the closet. <laughs> So so we have a closet no! <laughs> We have a closet that runs the length of like one side of the wall. It's just one of those long closets, right? She went Not from a being in. the
1: middle kid to abuse stepchild. Yeah, what just happened? For,
0: I don't know why, but for some reason she likes to sleep in the closet. So we put her yeah. bed in the closet and she likes to sleep in the because closet. Because
1: neglect is her homeostasis.
0: Yeah. So when you think about it, there's one on my side, there's one in the middle at the foot of the bed, and then there's one and on the there's other
1: there's side. And then there's the less loved one
0: in the closet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So what happened the other night was. She sleeps in a closet. (laughs) What happened the other night was Buffy uh, got out of her little contained area and she was wandering around. And at some point, Roxy got annoyed that she was wandering around. So Roxy got in her bed, in Buffy's bed. So she went over and got in Buffy's bed. And so I heard Buffy wandering around and I'm like, oh, she's got to lay down. She's got to lay down. So I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong. So I I got up. I didn't turn the light on. I picked her up. And I go to put her in her bed, and all of a sudden I hear, (laughs) and it's Roxy who's laying in the bed, who I just tried to put Buffy like all right on top top. of her. And I was like, "What the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be in the closet." And so I had to put Buffy down and pick Roxy up and put her back in the closet, and and then Buffy laid down and went to sleep.
1: What happens? I want to continue to compare lifestyle because, like, when a child throws up in our house. It kickstarts – you know, like, remember those robots in the mm-hmm. Mary Melody's cartoons that would come out and sweep up the floor? Oh, God. It kind of does that, like wall kind of thing. Like if a child throws up, there's a, a sequence. A machine gets activated in my wife and I. And mm-hmm. like my her job is to tend to the child because she's maternal. My job is to then strip the bed and get it started in the washer mm-hmm. and then put the new sheets on. Is there a similar kind of dynamic when somebody throws up?
0: Yes. But really? what happened, well, we have mostly wood floors, so the lucky, lucky part yeah. is we're not really dealing with it's easy to clean up. And
1: the volume is less than with a human eye.
0: Yes. When somebody throws up, and that's usually Buffy, She it takes her a while to throw it up so you know it's coming. And as this happens. People can't
1: see the rocking motion. And, and as it
0: happens, uh, Roxy comes running over to her. Like, looking at her like, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong? And Princess comes over really angry, like, why are you getting the attention away from me? And then she throws up all over the place. And then if I don't move fast enough, Roxy's <laughs> going to be trying to lick it up. Ugh. Princess just was it like looks at it and, and is like, oh. Princess looks at it and goes, what the hell is that? I'm getting out of here. Oh. And then she'll go away. But yeah, no. That's that part like- you don't
1: have to worry about with kids; they're not usually trying to eat it. Oh.
0: So you got to be quick because, like I said, Roxy, will eat anything. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry if I took us off track.
0: No, no, that was good. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Buffy and Princess and Roxy, anyway. <laughs> you even said her name last. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, I've been so focused on Buffy <laughs> lately, just because you know I come home every day. It, like I said, it, I don't know what happens. There's only two of them that greet me at the door now when I get home. And it's Roxy and it's Princess. And so I know Buffy's there. She's probably upstairs sleeping because that's where she usually is. But she can't really can't hear anymore. So, And she's 19. Yeah, she's 402 at dog So at some point year. I'm going to come home and she'll either have hopefully died peacefully in her sleep. But that walk up the stairs to see if she's there <laughs> breathing is kind of scary every day.
1: I don't mean to take us st- down a dark path too, but like. At this point, because she's been around for so long, is there any ounce of you that is kind of relieved, if, especially if it happens peacefully, like you come home, if or it is hap- it going to be like a...
0: I'll still oh! be really you know upset. I mean? Yeah, I'll still be really upset. Only because she's sort of the last real clo- like, connection to my mother-in-law, because she mm. was very much my mother-in-law's dog. So that's a hard... That's going to be a hard thing. I mean, I'm expecting it. I'm not not yeah. expecting it. I'm, I'm expecting that I will have to put her down at some point. And so I've been looking for the signs that, you know, as things get worse, that I'll have to make that decision. I'm hoping that, that someday she'll just go to sleep and then I'll go over one and she'll you no know, not wake just up. Mean, yeah. I just think that would be the best way. Yeah. It's never happened that way for me before in the past with a dog. So I'm not, you know, I'm hoping that'll happen, but I, I don't think it will it will happen that way. I think I'll have to make. A decision and it gets it gets easier i don't want to say it gets easier to make that decision but as you see the decline and that it's harder for her to walk or, but she's still happy at moments so you have to you know you take the good with the bad and you just have to go day by day yeah it's a weird responsibility
1: that you have as a yeah. pet owner
0: yeah it's weird yeah i mean there was this story the other day about this guy who had this uh, i think 17 year old little italian greyhound in london and and he knew he was he was going to put him down, and he put it up on Facebook that he was taking the last walk through the park and come and join me and so-and-so for the last walk through the park. And a bunch of people showed up, and they showed him walking around with the dog and, you know, taking him through the park the last time, and then you go and put him down. And that's hard. Like, it's hard for me to make an appointment to go do it, even though I know that, you know, eventually there'll be a time where I'll know. I mean, I'll know eventually. You just... You wonder if it, if you if it's the right time. Yeah, I thought it was going to happen a couple of months ago. Right, that's you know, what I thought too. When you had a couple really hard days with her with, when she was having seizures, but she hasn't had one since. And that, that
1: dog is reptilian, man. I, For her to be around this long,
0: yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's people are surprised when I tell her when I tell them how old she is.
1: Yeah, when you showed a video recently of her kind of like bouncing around, yeah. like playing,
0: she surprises you. Yeah, and there's been a couple times she's fallen. Like my husband and I were sitting. Down on the couch, and there's a like a flight of stairs, maybe eight stairs that go from like the landing from upstairs to the bathroom, down where we were sitting. And we're sitting there watching TV. All of a sudden, she comes flying down the stairs, like literally, like I she fell all the way down the stairs and then just got up like nothing. (laughs) And we just sat there. What the hell was that? She how the hell that? What did she fly? Like how did that happen?
1: I hope it's okay that I laughed because that's really funny. It, just...
0: it was the, in in a in a quick moment terrifying, and then incredulous. Like we were both like, "What the hell was that? What just happened?" But it was very scary for a moment. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Thanksgiving. Hey! Oh, you know what's coming up next week is our pasta Yes. Yeah. So we're doing. For those of you who don't know, we do this uh, pasta thon every year for Katarina's Club. We've done it for the last six years. And Maybe by we, years.
1: Michelle is too modest to say her. She's Stop. the one who puts all this stuff together. I'm all not, of not our- the one no. who
0: started it. Shh,
1: shh, Daddy's talking. Uh, it, all of our personalities come out and they do their shows at the venue and they, they use their celebrity, their listenership to spread the word. Yes. But Michelle is the driving force and the organizer and kind of the glue that holds it all together.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate if that. If there's
1: one place where you should at least be celebrated, in my opinion, it should be on the Producer Michelle podcast.
0: Well, thank you very much. It's the truth. <laughs> so we do this for um, Katerina's Club, which is a... A a little charity that was not not so little, but a charity started by Chef Bruno Serrato, who owns the Anaheim White House uh, restaurant down in Anaheim, which I've known about for years because I grew up, you know, I went to high school there, actually had my prom dinner there. (laughs) And then, excuse me, and then we did a broadcast from there back in 90s, I want to say 97, when Clinton was doing his uh, Monica Lewinsky testimony, because it looks like the White House, and we did a big play. Um, Like a parody of what would be happening at the moment that Clinton was giving his testimony that on the morning of that day, we were down there doing a broadcast. Um, And then several years later, I heard about this restaurateur in Orange County who, even during the recession, had mortgaged his own home so he could feed these local kids. And I was like, wow, that sounds familiar and found out, yes, it was the same White House and the same tour who was doing this. And I called Bruno and I said, Hey, do you remember us? And he said, yeah, I remember you guys. I said, well, listen, we want to help you get the word out as to what you're doing. At the time he was feeding 300 kids at a couple of boys and girls clubs down in, in Anaheim. And we had him on the air with Handel and uh, we handle, you know, was talking about what he was doing. And at the very end of the interview, Handel said, Hey, if you want to help Bruno out, send us a check and we'll make sure Bruno gets the check. And at the time they weren't a 501c3 charity. He was just getting started out and we started getting checks and after about six weeks we had like eighty thousand dollars. Holy crap. And and that's when I realized we gotta do something bigger. And so I said, next year let's do a broadcast, like a live broadcast. We got all the hosts out there for the entire day, five A.M. to ten PM. And we're all out there broadcasting live. And what happened was the word got around to the community, obviously, and people started taking part. They bring down pasta, they bring down sauce, they bring down cash donations, they come pay with their credit card, whatever. And it's just turned into such a big thing. So, I mean, over the course of five years, we've raised more than a million dollars for them. They are now officially, well, they have been for several years, an official 501c3 charity. Um, So it is a tax-deductible donation. Every penny you donate for this event on Thursday, December 1st, goes to the charity. No administration fees are taken out. We have done that from day one because it was very important to us to – you know, make sure that all the donations, even on on a regular day, if you donate to Katarina's Club, I think their admin fees are maybe five percent, which is great because, you know, most of your money is going to the charity because there's so many times you donate to charity and maybe 30 percent or 40 percent of what you actually donate actually gets to the people that need it. It's very different with uh, Katarina's Club. And so this year we're doing our sixth annual pastathon. It's Thursday, December 1st. If you want to help, what you can do is we have – if you can't make it that day, we have 37 drop-off locations throughout Southern California that you can go and see, um, and you can drop off pasta and sauce. Or if you're in Orange County, the Smart and Final locations in Orange County are doing these special $10 grab-and-go bags. So you go and you pay the $10. bucks. it has got 11 pounds of pasta and sauce in it, and they'll deliver it for you. So all you have to do is you have to register, pay the 10 bucks, and say, hey, I want to donate to Katarina's Club, and they'll send they do a the donation. Rest. They do the rest for you. Or just come out and see us that day. Um, So all the information is at KFIM640.com keyword postathon. You'll see the drop-off locations, the smart and final locations. You can donate right online. It's fantastic. It's really so amazing to see the generosity. I mean, I know our listeners are generous. You know, they're incredibly generous. But it's so amazing to see it that day, to start the day, and you saw it last year, with nothing out front or maybe 10 pounds, 15 pounds of pasta and sauce that we've brought or whatever, and to see it grow over the day. And at some point during the day, they actually have to pack it up and take it away to go store it so that it could grow up again. I mean, it's really – I think last year, the one-day total last year was $274,000 and uh, 60,000 pounds of pasta and sauce.
1: Now, handle always says, but I keep forgetting the number, what's the percentage of that overall year – of I, that food that comes in from us.
0: The, from us, uh, this event is the majority of what he he needs for the whole year to feed. Now he's feeding 1800 kids five nights a week. And in in 15 locations in 22 cities, you know, it's it just it, 15 cities and 22 locations. So what we what we raise that day will almost feed every but all the kids that he needs to feed for the whole year. Um, which is a fantastic thing because it's hard. You know, there's sometimes when the, you know, business is down and he was doing this out of his pocket for a really, really long time and taking it, you know, out of the business to go feed these kids. You know, he had to do that because he just felt the need to do it. And it's expanding bigger and bigger. So I would say, like, all the pasta and sauce that we – raised that day, we'll feed the kids for the whole year. And in addition to that, he's doing he's getting these kids out of the motels that they're living with their families and back into homes. He's also doing these these hospitality academies where he takes the kid the younger kids and they, they run them through this program to teach them about the restaurant business. So that when they're old enough to get a job, they have the skills to get a job.
1: We had one of the kids that had been through his program when he was I mm-hmm. think like eight or nine yeah. and he was sixteen or something yeah. now and it was it's cool because, he, you know, he's learning some skills to get a job and, ch- and turn his life around. You know, you can change somebody's family tree. Yeah,
0: it's like Bruno says, there's three things you do. You feed them when they're hungry because they don't get three square meals a day if they're living in a motel in Orange County. And not because of drug use or whatever. No. It's because, you know, somebody lost their job and they couldn't hang on to the apartment or the the. Home. Or L.A. is an expensive it's place, a place to, to live. live. Yeah, yeah it's an expensive place to live. So you feed them. You put them back into a home environment where they they feel confident. It's their home, and, and it, it fosters a different sense of you know, of getting out there and doing what you need to do every day versus living in a motel, and then you give them the skills they need so that the cycle can stop, so that they can, even if they lose their job here, they could go get another job somewhere else. You know what I mean? So he has this kind of three-point plan, and, and it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. It's harder and harder to do it every year just because it gets so big. I mean, I'm glad to see it growing. Yeah. It's a quality problem. Yeah. They're growing outside of LA and orange County. They're going into other States. They're going into other countries. I think they have a Katarina's club chapter in Italy. He just did a big thing for the earthquake victims in Italy, you know, because they had those devastating earthquakes and one town was completely wiped off the map basically. And so he had a fundraiser to raise money for them, but it's, it's an amazing event. If you get a chance to come out and see it, we'll be out there Thursday, December first. And if you don't get to see it, make sure to hang out on our Facebook page because we're going to do a lot of Facebook Live stuff.
1: Oh, that's good. Cool. That's so you'll new be this able year. to
0: see it. it's new this year. We're going—you'll be able to see what we're doing out there. The best thing in the world is when a little kid comes up, and and he brings you a jar of a pasta sauce and a a box of pasta, and says he bought it with his lunch money or whatever, and he wants to help the other kids. It's an amazing thing. And for those of you who say, does he just feed pasta to the kids every night? Shut up. Yes. Listen, kids like pasta. I like pasta.
1: And he actually talks about how if pasta is cooked correctly, it's very healthy. It's, he talked about that last year.
0: Yes, and what he does with the with the uh, sauce, for those that don't know, is that he, he blends a lot of vegetables in it. So kids are getting a lot of vegetables. They don't even know it because it still tastes really good. It's not like my husband. Like, that's how I have to trick my husband to eat stuff. And
1: when kids are hungry, they're not the ones that you got to be worried about carb right. loading. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That's not. Oh, that, and that it's not like he's too.
0: feeding, you know, he doesn't feed them two pounds of pasta every night. They get portioned. I do it right. It's, yeah, it's portion controlled, just nutritionally balanced. <laughs> that's
1: another reason to come, just to hear yeah. Bruno talk. It's, he sounds,
0: Bruno, he does sound just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I tell
1: you, Michelle, it's so much fun. I come to you, and I the am out there
0: all day, five a.m. to ten p.m. I'm out there for the entire day. Thankfully, Bruno feeds me. <laughs> so I can make it through the day. Got a carbo-load in the middle of the day to make it through. <laughs> so you could see John Cobelt in a robe for a $1,000 yes. donation. Oh, my God. I love that idea.
1: Are we really going to let Handel uh, kiss somebody's butt, or did I, I get box We
0: might ha- We might have to do that. Oh, that's so that.
1: – I really but like that.
0: If you want to see one of the things we did last year, if you go to Handel's Instagram page at Bill Handel Show, you see John Cobelt in a robe because a listener came by and said, if John puts on this robe with nothing underneath it, I'll donate a thousand bucks. <laughs> he's like, All right. All right. So he goes into the bathroom, he comes out, he's got he's wearing a robe, his tennis <laughs> shoes a glass. with a tan line and holding a glass of wine. <laughs> that guy's
1: great. It was awesome. <laughs> I'll take a bath with someone. Okay. I'm talking to you, Lisa. <laughs> Or fact,
0: anybody. We're going to have some fun auction stuff. We're going to mention that probably next week. So just look at the page. Go to KFIM640.com keyword pasta-thon, and check it out because it's going to be some fun auction stuff. Now I want to get to this thing too. Oh. Yeah. Justin is funny. <laughs> For those of you who don't already know, <laughs> Justin's really funny. Oh,
1: come on. And before he
0: came to work with us. Justin did a little thing called stand-up comedy. What? Pardon me? <laughs> he did a little thing called stand-up. And that's what you did for the longest time. Like, that that was your living. That was your career. Yes, that's and how it, I paid my mortgage, and as you, they say. And it took you away from your family for several weeks out of the month.
1: Three to four weeks out of every month, Which I was gone on the road.
0: Has got to be really, really tough. It especially was sucked. When you it made have me depressed,
1: kids. and that's why. It's interesting because handles, I think, impression. At least when I first got here, handles impression was that I failed at comedy, and that's why I ended up here. No, but, but
0: you were pretty successful. You yeah. Did, you I mean, I wasn't. I, nobody was living.
1: beating down my door to give me a sitcom. But I was. Yeah, I was making. You had a regular living. gigs. Yeah. You,
0: you were making a really great living. Mm-hmm. You had CDs and DVDs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I get played
1: as well, not so much now, but I was getting played uh, uh, as much as Dane Cook and Daniel Tosh on yeah. Satellite Radio. So,
0: see, there's you're very, very successful, making a good living at it. And nobody knew this, but, <laughs> but Justin would tell me sometimes, despite making this great living, it's, it's, I mean, comedy is a tough world. And sometimes you would be in the, uh, the motel, yes. a little depressed. Yes. Bag of Cheetos. Yes. Maybe a couple burgers. Yes. On the bed watching. Some pay-per-view movie. It's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons why you took the job here was so you kind of had a regular thing. You didn't have to be away from home.
1: It was to be home with my from family. Away. Yeah. Which That's exactly. And I like doing radio. When I was on the road, I, every manager always told me, you were the only comic who comes to town who's excited to get up and do morning radio. Look and I you. loved it every time I went.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. So now you are, and you still do comedy, not as much right now because you can't travel. Yeah. can't travel as much. But you are going to be headlining locally, right here in downtown Burbank. Boo!
1: Flappers Comedy Club. Yes. Come on, that's the best and worst name for a comedy club.
0: <laughs> and you're going to be there December 9th and tenth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come out and see you. You're Going to do your show. Yep. And listen, if you don't already know that Justin's funny, if you even just search his name, Justin Warsham, on YouTube, there are a bunch of funny uh, stand-up comedy bits that you did. One of my favorites is the parents the party. Yes. Oh. This is one of my favorite – like if you ha- you got – oh, my God. And that's one of the old ones. Thing. The newer oh. stuff
1: is – the stuff that you would see at the show is, in my opinion, even better and funnier. And I've got about three or four new bits that I've never done before. Oh,
0: this is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. So it'll, I think I really – here's the thing. I know it sounds wildly arrogant, but if there's one thing I know that I can do at this point in my life – I, you could give me a room full of strangers, and I can make them laugh solid for 45 minutes.
0: And anybody who's been to the Handle Anniversary Show knows that because they got a very little taste of what your yeah, I did 10 stand-up minutes, did. Yeah. You did 10 minutes, and even 10 minutes. I mean, I was on the floor in, oh, in great, the back great. laughing, but you are hilarious. So I can't Thank wait. You. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yeah, please come out. Uh, I would love to, and please come say I listen to producer Michelle podcast. That's why I'm here. Even if you come see us at the Anaheim White House, I would I would like that.
0: Yeah, come on out. So to find out more information on uh, Justin, then go to kfim 640com keyword Justin, mm-hmm. and you'll see it's also on our Facebook page, and I've tweeted it a bunch of times. Thank you for that. Um, we'll probably do it again, but go by the tickets are only twenty bucks. I mean, they're 20 bucks. It's right here in Burbank. He's doing two shows on Friday two night, two shows Two shows, shows Friday,
1: two shows Saturday. They also, I just recently learned this. You, if you have a Groupon deal mm-hmm. for flappers, all you do is get the Groupon, and then you call them and give them the voucher, and you can get a Groupon deal oh, as well. boom. Yeah. Oh, So that's there's lots awesome. of discounts out there, too, if the 20 bucks thing is a rough thing for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: $20 bucks is not rough. No,
1: shouldn't that's be. That's
0: good. It shouldn't be. You get a lot it's of comedy packed into it's twenty bucks. It's worth it. What I what's And be funny, I guarantee
1: your ticket. If you show up there and you did not have a good time, I will refund your money personally.
0: He might be crying when he refunds no, your I, money. It's
1: never happened. Never I've had that happened. guarantee for as long as I've been headlining comedy clubs. Well, and you're I've never funny. Exactly. Because
0: you're funny. you're funny. Exactly it's guaranteed, people. You <laughs> can't get better than that. Although it will be funny. I I don't think we're going on the same night, but Handel's going one night and I'm going the next night. Uh, and I kind of wish I'd be there when Handel's there because he's oh, going to okay. try to heckle you, I'm sure.
1: Oh, that's fine. He can.
0: It's going to be funny to see. Oh, <laughs> my God. That <laughs> is so
1: funny. <laughs> Michelle just went to a never, never land. <laughs> you will put him
0: down in his place. <laughs> this is not your house, Handel. It's mine. <laughs> Comedy Club is my
1: 1st I'll tell you right now, just in case it happens, my first joke will be, if he heckles me, would we'll go, did Michelle write that for you? <laughs>
0: oh it's gonna be awesome so yeah so go to the website kfim640.com keyword justin or keyword producer michelle you can find justin's stuff you can find my stuff um what did you do on the dad podcast this week
1: this week i had a conversation with a guy who is uh steve king from a classic rock station i used to do a weekly bit and we talked about teenagers and dating and also about manginas (laughs) what's up
0: how far away are you from having a teenager
1: I am five years away from okay. having a teenager.
0: The mangina thing sounds interesting. The yeah, we talk about right.
1: movies that make us cry. We have we kind of went tangential and spent some time on uh, rocking our manginas, and uh, so if you want to hear two grown men talk about what makes them weep,
0: sometimes you are easy to cry.
1: I am very easy to cry. That's part of the joke. I, cry, I'll tell you one of them. I cried at Blue Steel, <laughs> the the robot fighting movie.
0: Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I thought you meant what's his name's the the look. What's up? What, what's that Ben Stiller movie? Zoolander? Zoolander, Isn't yes. Isn't that Blue Steel when he looks oh like he's got blue eyes? I don't know. I think it's the Blue Steel look. <laughs> Listen, thinking, Are you crying at Zoolander? No,
1: I didn't cry at Zoolander. Very <laughs> few comedies make me cry. But I don't know. It's not like a boohoo cry. No, it's no. A, eyes well up in almost every movie. Are Iron you? Man 2 got me.
0: Well, yeah. I Lots
1: of robot, that. evidently, is my thing.
0: You like robots?
1: No, I don't. It's just those are the movies that I'm always shocked that it made me cry. But Blue Steel, <laughs> the underdog story, you know, the kind of father-son bonding he has with the underdog Does your robot. wife
0: ever look at you during some of those moments and go, really?
1: Uh, I don't know that she notices. I have not talked to her. Maybe I should talk to her even on the podcast. Because she
0: uh, ever make fun of you for crying?
1: Uh, she's once or twice. Not a lot. <laughs>
0: I'm not trying. But
1: listen, no, I'm serious. It is one of my deepest, darkest fears: is Mm -hmm. that she doesn't look at me and find me like I find her unbelievably attractive, and I think she's absolutely awesome. Even though a lot of stuff she does drives me nuts, right? Right. But one of my deepest, darkest fears is that she looks at me and just.
0: Oh, stop!
1: No, but here's the thing: I'm not looking out for a. But I'm saying, what if she looks at me and goes, "This is it. (laughs) This is what I."
0: You're adorable. I mean, Justin. before me, she
1: had a guy who did Latin dance. Like that was yeah, the guy those, she was dating before me in high school. But those guys, he was an asshole. Yeah,
0: that they're usually assholes, and they're they're intellectually. I'm very stunted.
1: romantic. Uh, you funny. I, I'm funny as all get out. Even though she doesn't think so, she thinks I'm an asshole.
0: My husband th- like says the same thing about me.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're hilarious.
0: And no, no, he because I I think he's the funniest person in the world. Right. And so he loves that but then like he'll say at work you know this stuff is like i'm killing at work and now i'm home and you like you're not laughing at me Did i've i've heard it for i don't know how many years like i do <laughs> still think you're funny sometimes i like it when you make comments during real housewives of new jersey but sometimes i want you to just shut the hell up it's <laughs> like so i can watch real housewives of new jersey
1: new jersey
0: why i think that came up cuz the guy domi thing before oh i adore him he's the best guy domi is so Hilarious. Where is he?
1: <laughs> Pardon me. There he is.
0: Pardon me. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know if I told you this, but the other day I was uh, – on Friday I felt like uh, some emotional food connection. What's that? And so I was I was uh, making uh, the gravy, the Sunday gravy on Friday. Pardon me. And I was <laughs> – and I, I sent out a tweet oh. at Prod Michelle where I said, hey, Gaia dami making the Sunday gravy on Friday, and I hashtagged how about those balls – showed I showed, you I showed a picture of yeah. the meatballs and stuff, and he, he retweeted it. was like, come on!
1: <laughs> he calls you Michelle QB, which He's is my Mich- favorite Quby. thing. And Mich- producer Michelle QB! I
0: love him. He is so much fun. He's the best. All right, so uh, go to thedadpodcast.com so Please. you can hear about Manginas. Yep. Um, and you can follow Justin on Twitter at KFI Justin. You can follow me on Twitter at ProdMichelle. And uh, I had this uh, funny little conversation with Hubby the other day. Not. Hashtag conversations with hubby, which was about um. It's see, sometimes he's a dummy, my husband, and it, <laughs> I happened to see a recipe in a magazine for deviled eggs that had bacon in it, and I was like, Ooh, look, deviled eggs with bacon! I'm making that for Thanksgiving. And he's like, Oh, I don't really like deviled eggs, and I said, Are you, what you you like deviled eggs? And he goes, No, I don't really like deviled eggs because of the mustard. And I said, what do you mean mustard? I don't put mustard in the double eggs. I've never made it with mustard. I make it with mayo and a little bit of relish and some salt and pepper. And I'll throw some bacon in there this time. And he goes, well, what we'll makes it yellow? Oh, boy. And I said, "Um, dummy, the yolk <laughs> makes it yellow. And he, was, and he was It was one of those things where he didn't really think about it. And yeah. he was just walked away like.
1: To be fair, he doesn't have to think a lot <laughs> when he's married to you. You do a lot of problem solving for him. And that's not a I dig do. on him. I'm just saying.
0: Anyway. Follow a uh, Princess on Instagram at PGKTheChi. You can see uh, pictures of all the children.
1: Except for Roxy.
0: There are, you know what's funny is if you look at the Instagram, you see all these pictures. And this happens in life, too. First kid, baby book is totally filled out. All pictures of the kids, the oldest kid. Middle kid, mm, baby book is half filled out. And there's a lot of pictures with them, of the older kid. Youngest kid, my baby book, not filled out at all. There's hardly any pictures of me as a child. Don't
1: even know your first word. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Same thing with the dogs. You see lots of Princess, (laughs) a lot of Buffy, not so many of Roxy. (laughs) Only because Roxy does not like to have her picture taken. That's funny. She had surgery, by the way. Did I tell you? No. Yeah, she had that big, did I show you that big lump she had on her shoulder? She had a big giant cyst on her shoulder that wouldn't go away. And it kept getting bigger and bigger. And we were afraid it was going to burst. So we had to have it removed. And she's fine. I mean, she had the surgery. She's fine. She's got a big old scar. <laughs> but She's, she's badass. She's badass now. Got street cred. Anyway, that's it. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Come out to the posathon next week. Go see Justin at the Comedy Club. Thank Come you. and join us because we will have tons of fun. And he guarantees the show. Damn it. And I just want you to remember one thing.
1: You are smart. smart.
0: You is
1: kind. You race me
0: See you next week yes. everybody And today won't mean a thing I'm a bitch mama